Welcome to a very special week here at the Transfix Take Podcast. It is National Truck Driver Appreciation Week, and every day we're launching a new interview with a changemaker in trucking. Starting us off is Pierre Laguerre from Fleeting. In this interview, we hit all the points on the driver shortage and how fleeting is changing that. Enjoy. I am so excited to be sitting here with Pierre Laguerre, who is the founder of Fleeting. And Fleeting is a Black-owned commercial trucking and fleet management services company doing incredible things in the industry. Pierre, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Really appreciate it. It's a great pleasure. Um, as I said it before, I'm doing exceptionally well by the grace of God. However, I have a lot of reason to complain, but I'm not going to. Nobody wants to listen to it anyway. <laughs> So I just want to get it done. We're going to just get the job done and find a solution. All right. That's awesome. And that I feel like, you know, we met last year around the same time uh, in honor of Black History Month. And Sheree Moore was the one who introduced us from She Trucking. And and she is a connector of all, of all sorts, a true networker, and really uh, proud to be associated here with Fleeting today. You know, one of the things that really struck me was that your company – provide sustainable options for trucks that are sitting idle. Yes. I love it if you could talk to us about what was the genesis of that? What made Pierre say, I, I have a solution that I want to solve for? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And I think we we all probably, in a sense, could say, yeah, we could think the pandemic free, but also feel a little disappointed with the pandemic. But yeah. what happened through the pandemic, as we all know, a lot of trucking companies was going out of business. Um, simply, yeah. if you wasn't moving essential products like beverages, toiletries, and food, you pretty much didn't have no business, no um, no operation going on. So a lot of drivers, one, left the trucking industry. About 80,000 drivers left trucking alone um, that year. And wow. about a oh, oh, total about 700 trucking companies went out of business as well for lack of freight. Now, however, we realized through data ourselves by speaking with our drivers, understand the challenges, understand what they're going through by going to work at other companies. Mm -hmm. There was a total of about 60,000 new entrants in trucking through the pandemic, meaning there's an informal market of people actually seeing trucking as a viable option to buy a truck and treat it as an investment platform. Right. But the challenge that these people didn't kind of anticipate is that maintaining drivers is very hard you know hiring drivers is very hard finding good paying freight is very hard so there's a lot of people went and bought trucks and now the trucks were sitting down simply because they couldn't find no drivers and they couldn't find no good freight so right. for us we saw that as a great opportunity and understand how we how can we leverage technology to actually put these underutilized trucks to work and giving truckers greater control over their schedule and giving them greater controls over their earning i don't want to go too deep into this but i'll, I'll say this right the statistics shows that there's four million truckers in the u.s today 10 percent right. of those drivers have their own trucks which is on operators they pick loads up the low board they work when they want to mm -hmm. the other 90 percent of drivers they have zero control of their earnings zero control of their schedule hey i don't care if your anniversary is tomorrow get on the road we need you to be on the road for 30 days before you come home and see your family and your food option is horrible so it's very hard mm -hmm. for those 90 percent of drivers to find true upward mobility, to find true flexibility. And right. we saw that as an opportunity to say, okay, well, how about we take all these available assets, put them under one platform. Now those assets look like inventory to the driver. So a driver that don't own a truck can come to the fleeting platform, book a truck, whether he wanna work Monday through Wednesday or he mm -hmm. wanna work Monday through Friday. That driver has the full ability to operate like an owner operator without actually owning the asset himself. It costs about 25, 30K down payment to purchase a truck. You have to have good credit and you have to kind of know how to run a business efficiently. So what we're learning is 80% of the industry really don't know how to do that. So right. we saw that as a massive opportunity to collect these trucks from these investors or the individuals that's buying them or small carriers, put them into our platform, allow the drivers the ability 
to control their schedule, to control their earning and make more money. It creates a win-win opportunity for everyone. The truck owner now no alert, no um, don't have to worry about finding drivers, finding freight, managing operations, dealing with compliance. Our platform manages all of that for them and they mm -hmm. receive a passive income weekly on their truck. Now we tell investors they should be expecting about a thousand dollars a week net after expenses, but we've seen investors making up to nine thousand dollars a month after expenses. Wow. Drivers are making up to about sixty-five to seventy-five hundred dollars per month. And they have better control of their schedule. So we truly believe by really creating this ecosystem, we will be the only company that drivers will want to work for because we, in a sense, enabling, uh, enabling the gig economy into trucking and give greater flexibility. But the biggest value of that, I would say that, Jenny, as we all know, 92% of this entire $800 billion market are run by small companies with six right. trucks or less. Right. Yep. So it's a very outdated, very fragmented industry. So for us, by aggregating all these trucks under our platform, the best value prop is that we now aggregate dedicated capacity for shippers across the country and broker partners. How can yes. so we're looking at, um, you know, we're looking at you're you're essentially connecting truck drivers to their uh, their assets, right? They're to yes. to, OK, so if we're. Let's say a truck driver, you know, they've just heard of fleeting. They want to sign up. How do they get started? What is the process to vet them? Yes. Yeah, so the process. So currently we do have a mobile app for drivers. It's just kind of every standard mobile app, like uh, any gig economy, like a Lyft or Uber. A driver can just download the app and then fill out an application and expect work. So we do go through a DOT standard application process where we check the driver background. We check his MVR to see there's make sure there's no DUI, make sure there's no fatal accidents. Uh, we also check his previous employer, making sure that he never fell or refused to take an alcohol or drug test and make mm -hmm. sure that he never leave the scene of an accident. So pretty much once we, uh, and also the driver have to go through a pre-employment drug screen, excuse yes. me, right? So once the driver go through that process and everything checks out good, his driving record is good, his previous employer is good, his drug test is good. Now that driver will have access to our platform. And we'll be able to kind of see well, so right now we're still building the portal for mm -hmm. the drivers to actually see the truck. So right now, kind of in a sense is pretty much once they kind of say, hey, look, I want to work Monday through Friday. This is how much I want to earn. We mm -hmm. kind of connect them. Still part of that is being done manually, connecting that driver directly to this truck. But the okay. platform that's being built, the drivers will actually, once they get approved, they say, driver, you are approved to drive for fleeting. He will now be presented with an inventory of trucks where he can pick and choose the year, make a model the truck that he wants to use, whether he's oh, running wow. for a month, whether he's running for three days, that driver can now book that truck. And the whole thing is creating that flexibility and giving them that greater control. Uh, industry standard, it takes about some time for trucking companies, about two weeks to vet a driver and get them hired and get them going. Mm -hmm. By us leveraging technology, we're able to actually achieve that in 48 hours. Wow. That, that is a hell of a benefit. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit too on the shipper side of things. How are you, how are you connecting um, these, these drivers and their assets now through fleeting to find their load? Yes, absolutely. Uh, great question. So currently right now, what we understood was, is 20% um, of the freight market sits on a spot. Uh, I'm sorry, the freight market sits on a spot market, right? Which is yes. on low boards. We're talking about there's a $200 billion opportunity alone just on low boards. So for us, Going to market, we understood, number one, the shipper challenge is one, they're looking for capacity, right? If you own two trucks, you're barely moving the needle for a shipper, right? Because right. they want to know, can you provide me 70 trucks? Can you provide me 300 trucks? Can you provide, can you, were you able to actually cover this entire region for, mm -hmm. to move my freight? So we understand that clearly. And we understood that in order to really get into those shippers, we have to build the capacity first. So what we did, we built the capacity and leveraged load boards right now as we build them, as we grow in the capacity, then going directly to shippers. So instead of a shipper putting a load on a load board 
or a broker, the shipper can actually come directly to our platform and put that freight into our platform. So mm. when a driver book a truck, that driver will also see, oh, by the way, there's a load that's picking up here in Atlanta, Georgia, that delivers in Tennessee, paying X, Y, and Z, which is the driver can now confirm that load, book it, go do the pickup and deliver it, and also give that shipper access once for tracing where they will be able to track their freight through the entire life of the load. And shippers have a little bit more transparency. They want to understand exactly what's happening with my freight, where my driver is at, how long he will be there. And our system actually provides the shippers with that true visibility and able in order to track their freight and understand that the delivery is being done safely, damage free. You know, and that's that's uh, that that transparency and that visibility is something that is so lacking historically from, uh, you know, from the tra transportation industry in total. So I think it's an amazing opportunity from both the shipper and carrier perspective to be to have full access to what is happening on both sides. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I say one last thing is that if you look at traditionally how the trucking industry is set up, it does not incentivize anyone to be transparent. Right. right. Um, right. And once again, and I'm not trying to vilify anyone in the space, but we understand there's bad carriers, there's bad, there's bad drivers, there's bad sure. shippers, there's bad brokers. Right. And when you look at the way they operate, they're not incentivized to be very honest with their partners. So they right. pretty much keep everyone in the dark. Brokers keep drivers in the dark. Drivers keep carriers or shippers in the dark. You know, shippers keep drivers in the dark as far as long wait, what they're going to happen. So I think by creating this level of flexibility, by creating this level of transparency, once again, I believe it's a win-win for everyone in the industry. Shippers can have that peace of mind. Drivers will have that peace of mind, especially the brokers will definitely have that peace of mind knowing where their freight is at at all times. Absolutely. And you know, since we last spoke, you have fleeting received a $500,000 seed round investment from NBA star Kyrie Irving and the new fun Lobstick Ventures. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. That is huge. Yeah, that's so huge. I mean, tell us more about that. How will those funds help with your social impact initiatives that I know you have? And, and tell us more about what you are doing since that investment. Yes, absolutely. Uh, man, Kyrie Irving was definitely a great individual. And shout out to Lockstep Ventures as well. There was part of that round. Yes. Um, Kyrie Irving is a very down-to-earth individual. Um, Lockstep, the Lockstep team, also very individual, very, um, I mean, great individuals, um, very hands-on, really helped. But I think Kyrie's for him was he pretty much understood the supply chain um, mm -hmm. himself. He has families that's in the space and he understands those challenges. And for us, we're, when we talk about there's a driver shortage, we're talking about right now, there's a million truck driver shortage. And this is the conversation that most people don't want to have is we have to ask ourselves, why do we have a million driver shortage? So Kyrie Irving saw this as an opportunity for him to be part of a social impact because we say, well, if we look at the number one uh, marginalized communities, there's young men and young women looking for opportunities, but they don't know which way to turn. But right. yet trucking is short a million truck drivers. That's a million employment opportunities. And trucking is the only industry that you can really get in and start making $80,000, $90,000 a year without a college degree. So we saw that as an opportunity to say, okay, well, nobody wants to be a truck driver anymore because they understand trucking is really very, it's a hard job. You don't have that flexibility. So for us, the way we thought about it is like, well, how do we tap into those marginalized communities, create right. more women drivers, create more opportunities for those uh, marginalized communities. And then two, if we look at this in a opportunity standpoint, if we look at formerly incarcerated men and women, yep. there's about 250,000 men and women being free annually into our streets. And mm -hmm. the challenge is that they don't have a home that helped them with, you know, housing that helped them with, you know, employment and not out of 10, they reoffend, end up right back into the system, which right. is kind of increased the recidivism rate. So for us is how do we reduce that is one, 
let's provide them with a curriculum three months prior to their release. And when we're talking about formerly incarcerated, let's make this clear. We're not just talking about any formerly incarcerated. We just have to really understand the nature right. of the crime. We have to understand everything because once again, safety is number one thing for not just the public, not just for our equipment, but also for our partners as well. So it's yes. very important that we stress that. So we understand who qualifies, who had good behavior. So once they take the um, curriculum three months, what prior to their release upon release they go directly to dmv and take the um, written test to obtain the permit now once they obtain the permit they can start training with one of our existing drivers for six months to get the experience mm -hmm. that deserve before they get to go on the road on their own so that way we saw it as a way to one to minimize um you know the pretty much the jail pipeline for marginalized communities by creating employment opportunities and give them the tools give them the the network to become successful and i think once again everybody wins by creating these opportunities because when somebody get incarcerated guess what our tax dollars are paying for that well how can we use our tax dollars now to create better opportunity to reduce the rate of you know young men and young women um going into prison so we saw that as an opportunity and Kyrie Irving himself saw that as a great opportunity to actually give back to our community and really create better opportunities for everyone where we want to create a safer place uh, a safer environment and Jenny as you know my story myself I've been brutally attacked from an attempt carjacking robbery and yes. I always said to myself what if that young man, you know, had a chance to speak to me and say, man, what do you do for a living? Not out of 10, mm -hmm. I would have told him I'll drive a truck and I'll teach you how to get a CDL and teach you how to become fleet owners. And that's wow. exactly what the social impact is about, is going back to those communities I myself came from, understand how rough they are, understand yeah. how the lack of opportunities are in those communities. So by us creating this, allow me to go back to show these people if I got a CDL and become a truck driver and became a CEO today, I believe that same opportunity can be applied to millions of others in those communities. So that's wow. the reason why Kyrie decided to really kind of help be part of that impact because we truly believe, again, solving that driver shortage, it's a huge problem. And too often we think a driver shortage is just a driver shortage that's just a trucking problem. And I'm right. here to tell everyone that's not true. That's a problem that can affect every American citizen. The less drivers we have, the higher the courses of the things that we consume goes. Well, let's talk about that because if if trucking stopped today, it would only take three days and probably less at this point since you know all of the since natural, the pandemic. Absolutely. Yep. And with Hurricane Ida and, and Hurricane Henry and, and all of these natural disasters, it literally would take the, the world three days or the nation three days to shut down. So what does that mean? We won't have any groceries. We won't have anything to order on Amazon to fulfill ourselves with, right? Yep. We won't be able to purchase anything. And that's such a huge impact that we, I think, neglect every yep. single day. And what I love about Fleeting and its mission and, and vision is that you are solving multiple problems at a time. We also surveyed um, our network of carriers and, and, and drivers, owner operators and dispatchers and asked them, do you think the long haul driver shortage will get worse? 57.7% of that uh, group said yes. And so what I, and, and that's, listen, I think if you continue to survey, that number would grow and grow and grow, right? Absolutely. And what I love is that fleeting is putting these underutilized assets, giving them to, to drivers that will be able to change that in the long term, but also in the short term too. And that's something really special. Like I can't stress enough, you are doing something so incredibly impactful to the nation and to this industry in itself. I, I, the only thing that I can say that doesn't feel shorthanded is thank you. 
because no, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, um, and you really are doing something incredible here, not only for the industry, but for people that are historically overlooked. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that we have to really think about as well is if you look at the traditional, um, truckers today, the average age is 54 years old, yeah. right. And they're retiring at alarming rate. And I constantly tell people the truckers that we have today is not the truckers we will have tomorrow. Tomorrow's yep. truckers is going to come with a much more requirements. They're going to want to, they want to go work life balance and culture. And mm -hmm. currently right now, trucking does not provide that. So guess what? That's why we have the driver shortage. Why yeah. would anyone be a trucker in today's age, right? And spend 30, 40 days on the road, sleep on the shoulders, eating horrible food mm -hmm. when I could drive an Uber or Lyft and make a thousand dollars and sleep in my bed every day. So exactly. until we really start looking at trucking in essence, how can we can enable a gig economy for truckers, make it more appealing for the next generation, make it more appealing, more safer for women. We're forever going to see ourselves in this challenge that we are right now. So like I said, again, the truckers that we will have tomorrow is not the truckers that we have today. So we have to build for the truckers tomorrow as much as we're trying to help the truckers of today. You're so right. And you know, National Truck Driver Appreciation Week is coming upon us. We're actually right in the middle of it um, as this interview goes live. You know, and I'm I think you've already laid out a ton of things that Fleeting is doing to help ensure that drivers are feeling supported. But what's one thing that you haven't mentioned today that you know Fleeting is going to be doing to help ensure truck drivers not only feel that that appreciation, but that everyone around them that's not connected to transportation understands the nature of their jobs and the challenges that they face every single day. Yes, absolutely. So I think the, the best way to go about that is once again, is to get the public to buy in, right? Yep. The public is the largest consumers. We are the one consumer. So pretty much is if we don't have consumers, then there's no need for trucks, right? And if we don't have truck, there's no, there's no consumers. So it goes hand in hand. So for us is one, how do we highlight the challenges that truckers go through every day? So we're not a public can kind of look at them just like we look at servicemen from the marines from the army from the navy seals we look at them as heroes every day for keeping our country safe and we give them the respect that they deserve every day how can right. we do the same thing in trucking and highlight the sacrifice that they make every day on the road to, for mm -hmm. us to have food on our table for us to have the furnishes that we have for us to have the clothes that we have how do we highlight these individuals as heroes but however, if you kind of, if I just kind of go into this lane just real quick, but if yeah. you look at the military, when the military speaks about their um, soldiers joining the army, they don't promote going to war. They don't promote getting their limbs blown off. So it's the same way I think trucking needs to pay attention to the military, how they promote to their um, servicemen is you become a hero, you become a leader, you become mm -hmm. uh, a protector. So I think it's the same thing that we have to get drivers to feel like, yes, they are heroes. They are protectors. They are the one keeping our lives going. And I think the more respect the public can show drivers, the more pride the industry will gain back from the public. And I think, again, that will open up more doors for people to empathize with truckers more. Truckers will see this as a viable option to make money. And of course, the last one is creating upward mobility. Truckers are tired of starting as a driver and dying as a driver with no way to move up. So for yeah. us is. How do we teach you go from a trucker to an operator to a fleet owner to eventually become one of the executive in supply chain and in their future? So it's all about education. It's really teaching them about the challenge, teaching them how to communicate with broker partners, with shipper partners, how to really run efficient businesses, and how do we get the public to really buy in and support our drivers? And I think getting the public buy in is also part of our model by allowing anyone 
to purchase a truck and put it on our platform. By you buying a truck and put it on our platform, yes, you're receiving the passive income as an investment, but it also creates better opportunity for truckers. So we need the public, we need the drivers, and we need the shippers to understand those challenges from a driver's standpoint and how can we can make it a lot easier to solve all of our problem all at once. Woo. Well, that was, I mean, listen, if you're talking about transforming the industry, that is the way to do it. Um, Pierre, what a pleasure. Tell us how we can stay, we can keep in touch with fleeting, how we can get involved. Where do we start? Yes, definitely. Um, find me on LinkedIn, Pierre Laguerre. Um, find me on our website is www.fleeting.us. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Pierre underscore Laguerre five, um, Facebook, same thing, Pierre Laguerre. Um, and, I'm here just, you know, I just want to connect with, you know, industry leaders. I want to connect with people that are doing amazing thing in the space. I want to connect with people that really wants to learn trucking and create better solutions. So definitely, man, is anyone in the space, if anyone felt like, you know, this could be an investment opportunity for them, um, connect with us, connect with me. Let's just see how we can change our world together because we depend on it. Like you said, if trucking stop, everything stop. And the last thing we want is our nation to fall in a complete anarchy, fighting each other over a bottle of water or fighting each other over, you know, the last cabbage at the shelf at the supermarket. So we right. need to really understand those challenges, how it can affect our lives. So yes, please, if anyone, you know, want to connect with me, you can connect with me on those social platforms and let's work together. I'm very excited. I'm very passionate about the space and I won't stop until I bring that solution to market, Jimmy. Listen, we could feel the passion through the, through our earphones. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm very, I'm always so excited to speak with you, and very grateful that we that we know each other. And I do see, uh, you know, a teaser of a of a Transfix partnership in in our future with Fleeting. But you know, we'll we'll Absolutely. take that offline. And again, thank you so much, Pierre. And we will keep in touch. Thank you, Jenny. Really appreciate it. And I love what you guys are doing as well. Keep doing it. Highlighting those drivers, those dispatchers, brokers, and carriers with their challenges. I think that right here speaks value. So congratulations with Transfix on what you guys have been doing. This is amazing. Please don't stop. Absolutely. You as well, Pierre. We'll talk soon. Thank you. You enjoy the rest of your day. You too. And there you have it, our first change maker, and we've got four more to go this week, including interviews with Tawana Randall from Leading Ladies of Logistics and Candace Rivers from Fits Possible Trucking and many more. We'll see you then and have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, think a trucker today.